this is Reaching the Finish Line. And I'm your host, Callan Dix. Check out the website, www.reachingthefinishline.com. And pick up my free report. Save up to 75% what they don't want you to know. ReachingTheFinishLine.com And welcome. Today, I am delighted to have Jay Kim. Jay is the founder of Chilantro, an award-winning Korean barbecue-inspired restaurant, mobile food truck, and full-service catering company. Uh, he was born in Seoul, Korea. Uh, then he moved to the United States when he was 12 years old and grew up in California. As an immigrant raised by uh, his, his mother, uh, a single mother, Kim overcame challenges throughout his life to achieve his dream of owning a successful business. And that's what he has gone to do now. He's a proud member of the Entrepreneurs Organization. You might have seen him on Shark Tank. You might have seen his restaurants, uh, his food in this great state of Texas. I'm happy to have him on Jay. Jay, welcome. Thank you, Callan. I really appreciate it. I'm so happy to uh, be here and uh, talking with you. Great. Jay, let's go back in time. You know, you was born in Seoul, uh, South Korea. Uh, you know, uh, what really inspired the move uh, for your mother to bring you to the United States? Did she think that uh, she would have better income opportunities? Was she an entrepreneur as well? You know, let, let, let's start from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. I, I moved to the States when I was 12 years, 12 years old, uh, you know, in 1996. Uh, my, my mom and dad separated. So my mom wanted to look for a better opportunity for my sister and I. And uh, she decided that U.S. will provide a better opportunity for her kids. So uh, she, we packed up and we moved. Yeah. And so was your mom an entrepreneur as well? Or what, what kind? What kind of inspired the spirit of entrepreneurism uh, within you, Jay? Because you said that your dream uh, was to owning a successful business. Was it because you saw your mom had a successful business? Maybe you, maybe you had an inspiration from someone else. You know, uh, my mom was a house, uh, you know, mom. Uh, my dad uh, worked as a, an entrepreneur. Uh, he was in a construction business when he, when we were in Korea. Uh, we really had a rough time uh, in 1996 when IMF uh, really came uh, to our country and my dad lost almost everything that he had. Mm -hmm. So uh, coming to this country, it, it was kind of like a fresh start. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we struggled a lot financially. My mom had to go work uh, as a server at a restaurant. But, you know, it's all, always instilled in me that hey, you need to work hard and strive to your best to work for yourself and create opportunities for yourself. So even though she wasn't an entrepreneur, uh, you know, today she is. She has a laundromat business in, in Los Angeles today, and that was pure, you know, hard work. Uh, but those hard work, seeing those hard work really made me uh, to to think a lot about, you know, what do I have to do in order to make sure that my family has a better life and that I'm able to support them through, uh, you know, making a life 
that that I really want. So, uh, for, for you know, sure, I I, I love I love those type of stories, and I can definitely concur with you. You know, living in California is definitely not cheap, and uh, California right. is probably I think probably maybe either number one or falls number two to New York as far as being uh, one of the most uh, expensive places to to live. And the fact that um, you know probably not only was it geographically closer, but uh, she chose. Uh, California definitely kind of just kind of highlights, you know, probably the economic conditions, the, you know, the struggles that y'all was going through, you know, to, yeah. to, to, help, to help her be able to uh, provide for you. So as you was growing up, so basically uh, you, you came to the U.S. at 12 yeah. years old. Uh, you, went to, you went to high school in California. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. So when you graduated from high school, you know, you know, was your parents, you know, was your mom was like, you know, I think it's best for you to go to university or did you say, hey, you know what? I got this kind of this business idea all figure out. I'm just going to just hit the ground running. I, she thought, you know, I was not <laughs> the best, best and the brightest uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she's always encouraged me, hey, go try to do something that you really want. Mm-hmm. Uh that, that you can be passionate about because, you know, when I grew up, I didn't have those chances. And you can have these chances here in the U.S. So instead of her pushing me to be uh, come highly educated, she said, hey, go work and find really something that you like and love and, and stick to it. Uh, so those are some of the, uh, um, you know, lessons that she has taught me even at a young age. Uh, I think... Uh, she knew that I was not, uh, you know, education was not my, uh, probably not my strength, but, you know, being persistent, uh, you know, being passionate about something that I really love, uh, she saw that in me and she wanted to push me towards that way. Mm. So, 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 you did, so you did end up going to a uh, university? Yeah, I did. And uh, I took a long, long path. I, I went to community college first and then I transferred. But, you know, in between, I had ran my own business. Uh, I had a little coffee shop that I started and ran it for about, yeah, three years. And it wasn't a success. You know, I, I was an employee of my own business that I worked every single day uh, while paying for my I'm so thankful that I had that kind of experience. For sure, um, I, I, I definitely concur with you, um, uh, Jay. I definitely had businesses uh, in where it was probably was the best ex- best business experience I ever had. But uh, as uh-huh. far as it wasn't the most profitable uh, <laughs> as a business as well. So uh, you know, I, I think any entrepreneur uh, definitely, or or at least if you've been an entrepreneur long enough, uh, you definitely share that experience. What did you study in, in uh, college, uh, Jay? Yeah, I started marketing. Uh, and, you know, marketing is not only, you know, just advertising, uh, connecting with people, but also, you know, figuring out the numbers and statistics. And, you know, I, I, in college, you know, I was interested in just learning about the advertising, how people's mind work and how what they like, because having a business that's not thriving financially uh 
is challenging itself. But, you know, I thought it was marketing. I thought, man, I'm, I'm not doing this well because I'm not marketing it well. And, and that took an interest in me and I wanted to pursue marketing. Uh, that's, and I got a BA in marketing in Cal State Fullerton. Okay, okay. And do you feel like your marketing degree uh, made you a better entrepreneur, Jay, or did you feel like it really didn't? And kind of, you know, kind of what you learned uh, as far as building up this successful business was really in spite of, or, or, or despite having uh, this marketing degree. Everything that I've done, you know, growing up to having life challenges, having challenges in school, going to college. I think that was, for me, uh, everything was valuable. Mm -hmm. uh, whether I was good in school or not, uh, the fact that I chose that path uh, and, and getting something out of it uh, was valuable to me. And running a successful business today, uh, if I didn't go to college, it's not something that I, I probably don't know certain things about uh, how I'm running a business today because I didn't go to college. So I think, you know, uh, you know, I had my own path and I chose the way that I wanted to take my own path and it was valuable to me. So everything that I've experienced so far is valuable to me and I know that everything that I will experience in the future will be helpful in, in getting to the next level that I want to get to. Start with a free audiobook. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. You may not have a lot of free time, but you can definitely listen to a book on a plane, on the bus, or even while you're driving. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. Start reaching the finish line with your free audio great you know what let's talk about you know uh you know after graduating from college you opened up your was it your coffee shop right or, or, or you had that during college yeah during college okay so let's talk about when you had this coffee shop because I, I even though you stated that you know it was kind of really hard for you to turn a profit i think it's very important to kind of outline and highlight for the listeners you know, you know, I mean, obviously, the reason why we go into business is because we have a passion mm -hmm. uh, for doing something. You know, we just don't do it just to do it just because, you know, a lot of people get jobs like that. Yeah. They just work just to just to get some money and, you know, just to you know pay their often their, their their basic expenses. But a lot of people get into business because it comes from some source of inspiration, it comes from some source coffee shop. How you started? What was the scale of the coffee shop, you know, you know, you know, you know, where you, uh -huh. were, were you local or, you know, were you kind of out in the burbs, uh, kind of, kind of what were some, what were some initial things you try to do to really inc increase your, to really increase brand awareness and for you to be able to successfully attract more customers? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I started a coffee shop because I saw back then what Starbucks was doing and I saw a Starbucks movement and I wanted to be part of that. I wanted to bring something that was unique to the local market that I was in. So I curated coffee uh, at a local market, uh, local distributors, and I started a coffee shop. It was a very small scale. All I had was, you know, a refrigerator, uh, coffee pots, espresso machines, 
uh, you know, that was it. And, you know, I, it was at a gas station. So, you know, my target market was majority the weekends and people that are commuting, you know, to work. I see. Um, so, 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 so you bought, you bought a portion of, or not, maybe not bought, but you probably rented a portion of the property of the gas station to have a coffee shop. Yeah, that's right. I see. And, and that was, and this was in LA. No, this was in Orange County, and, and okay, that's Orange where County. I grew up. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. I see. Please continue. Yeah, so not knowing how to run the business, and I just had the ambitions, and I had the, I had the big dreams. You know, I grew up in Orange County not having everything that I wanted, but I saw uh, an affluent neighborhood. You know, there are nice homes, and, you know, I just had those dreams. And, you know, obviously... It's not reality when you're not uh, making money. I was young. I was 21 years old. So I had just those ambitions and dreams to be there at some point. But my coffee shop uh, didn't turn out that way, obviously, because I didn't have the vision. Uh, All I thought was, well, I'm going to make money and that's how I'm going to grow the company. But, you know, obviously, years down the line, because I didn't have a vision for the company, I failed. I, I was burnt out. I didn't want to do it anymore. I was tired of it. And I ended up closing it because, you know, the the underlying foundation and the passion wasn't there. Uh, and after I got out of it, uh, you know, I started asking myself, you know, what if I could have? What if, you know, I should have done differently? And that's what really fueled, fueled me because... I want. I didn't want to make that those mistakes anymore going forward. No, that's that's very important. Um, I think uh, I think that's a very valuable lesson uh, within that is you really have to have a vision uh, for your business. You know, you, you know, if people are just simply doing things uh, to make money, uh, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're they're often are going to meet the door of failure. They're going to be disappointed. Uh, and then, it, and unfortunately, you kind of have to just reinvent the wheel, and you have to start over mm-hmm. again. So, when you right. failed, you know, uh, you know, did you did you like take a perhaps an extended break? You know, what, what was you what was you doing before you decided to, you know, dive back in and uh, develop your next entrepreneur venture? Yeah. So afterwards, uh, after I failed the business, after I graduated. Uh, I went to go get a normal job that was, you know, nine to five. And it really didn't satisfy my needs. Um, I know the feeling. (laughs) (laughs) I know the feeling. (laughs) Yeah. It's just not not make you happy even though you have a steady income, you have a steady job, but there's something inside of you that – that tells you it's like that's not who you are and you you know why like take a risk like go for it because that's going to make you happy at the end of the day and you know I saw an opportunity uh, to start Chilantro six years ago and I maxed out my credit cards and took out all my savings and I said you know what this time even if I fail I'm not going to say at the end of it, I don't want to say I should have, I could have. I said, I'm just going to go all out. I'm not going to regret the decisions that I make. And 
you know, I'm going to go full force. And, and that was the start of cilantro. For sure. For sure. And, uh, it can be, it can be definitely, um, overwhelming to have so much credit card, credit card debt, you know, you have no (laughs) savings and really, and really you're telling yourself, Hey, this, this is all or nothing. You know, either I have to, either I have to go all in and make this uh, success, or I might as well not even do it at all. And that's what you, and that's, and and, and that's something, uh, that's something. Uh, it appears from what you're saying that you really, you know, you work endlessly, physically, uh, mentally, uh, just to really uh, make this a reality. What really sparked the idea of uh, cilantro? You know, did did, did 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 this start in California, or is this when you uh, made made the move to uh, Texas? Yeah, I, this is after I made the move to Texas. Okay. So I was seeing this, uh, you know, food truck movement, mm-hmm. uh, right, yeah. out in, in West Coast. And I wanted to be the first. And when there's something, you know, I read your, I read your article last night. And, and you, you, you talked about uh, having those regrets when somebody else does it. And you tell yourself, that could have been me. Mm-hmm. And and you wrote about that. That kind of hit me too yesterday. And I I thought, man, that's I don't want to be that guy, mm-hmm. where that could have been me because I thought of that idea too, mm-hmm. uh, and I wanted to be the fir- first. So I worked, you know, really hard uh, to to write a business plan, and I did anything, everything I could possibly could because you know I obviously maxed up my credit cards and took out my savings, and I wanted to be the first. Mm-hmm that gets out in the market tells about the people that what i was doing and obviously when you do that nobody understand what you're doing you know in your local market and uh, you know i had some discourage discouraging days but i knew that i was on the right path and i was excited to do it so um you know at the end of the day i didn't want to regret the decisions that i was making want the full episode you can get it will you become a Prim 20 premium radio subscriber. Go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash buy to get your premium subscription today. Get one hour commercial free episodes, private mastermind calls with our guests, and much more. Go to reachingthefinishline.com forward slash buy to get your premium subscription. For just another way to help you start reaching your finish line for sure for sure you was 26 when you started uh Lantro, and i believe uh, the first city is austin correct that's right yeah 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 for yeah i lived in austin three years and as i said before i've, I've definitely heard of uh your brand and you know i, I had i had a, i know a lot of people had a lot of good things to say it but uh fortunately uh during my three years in austin for some reason maybe i'm too lazy or too dumbfounded to maybe you know spend a <laughs> night at, at your at your at your at your restaurant. <laughs> so um, it started as a food truck. So um, uh, you know, let's talk about the let's talk about the initial six months. You know, when you yeah. were a food truck. You know, you you, you sold seven dollars in food on the first day. You know, mm-hmm. what what was some of your hopes and expectations in that first six month window, and then what were the actual results? Man, so I started 2010 February, uh, and you know that February of that year was like probably the coldest months that that Austin 
probably ever had in years. Uh, so, you know, on a food truck, because it's all stainless steel and we have no heater inside, uh, the only heat component is a grill. So I remember me and my cook just being there waiting for customers. And it was at the Dolby Mall by University of Texas. I see. And, yeah. And, and, you know, us just parking over there, not people just looking at us, but, you know, not wanting to buy it because they think it's, you know, just normal food truck that that you know shows up on a construction site yeah <laughs> so yeah, I mean, a lot of things goes through your head and also you know cook you know my first employee who started with me her name is julia and she's still with me today after six years but you know when we first met uh you know she would obviously know what the sales are you know seven dollars and fourteen dollars the next day and probably like thirty forty dollars you know following days uh you know i was you know i, I remember telling her it's like don't worry i have savings i can pay you so don't leave me today you know like just coming like that every day to work yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just you know it's not the best feeling in the world <laughs> i could definitely imagine that you know yeah but uh, but no, it's uh, it, it's great because uh, even though there was some doubts, she still ultimately believed in you because that's why she's still with you today. She definitely saw uh, the long uh, term vision. But but don't let me don't let me stop you. Please continue. Yeah, and and you know the first six months was really difficult. But you know Austin is a city that embraces something new uh, and entrepreneurship. And and when South by Southwest, you know, came in March, that was really a spotlight for for Chilantro mm. because that's when you know Twitter was happening, uh, and that's when you know check in, you know, Foursquare, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that <laughs> was really hot, and that was was happening. You know, Square Reader, the the, the credit card, because we don't have. A generator we didn't have a generator in on the truck mm-hmm. that you know I would charge my iPad and uh, and in new square as a, as a transaction you know system and like the whole tech and the food truck and the food uh, was kind of like merging together during South by and that really took really uh, you know it really took off and we had great articles locally nationally and really that that really put us on the map uh and after that we were just going to wherever the people were and that was our model let's show up where people are let's show up for lunch and these these business complexes were telling us like who are you guys why are you showing up here but you know when they find out that there's a hundred people lined up for lunch they're like okay like you are doing something that's uh, putting value to our, you know, real estate complex. So, come back. Right. So those type of experiences that I had early on, that that I had some negative, uh, you know, impression in in the beginning, but it turned into really positive, and and uh, you know, community really embraced us. So, uh, I mean, that was awesome. Indeed, indeed. Uh, <laughs> when I was living in Austin, uh, I went to the first. South by Southwest, uh, my first upon my first year living there. But uh, after I saw how enormous it was, I always vowed to myself that every South by Southwest, I'll make sure I'll take like a week vacation somewhere else. 
<laughs> that way. <laughs> <laughs> because, oh, man, like, it's a great event, but, uh, like, I used to live, like, uh, uh, like uh, Riverside in 35. So I will always have oh, yeah. to cut through, I'll, I'll, you know, if, if I wanted to, if I wanted to go through Congress, well, that was always a dead block because all, everybody crossing uh, the bridge and trying to get to yeah. a lot of events in South by. And then even 35, that was also, uh, <laughs> that was also a mess to try to get through, but it's a great event. Yeah. And did, now did you, I know you said you was at Dolby Mall, Jay, did you, during South by, did you move your food truck from Dolby Mall uh, towards uh, the Austin Convention Center, or did, or or did people just kind of find you a, a, as they were, I guess, sightseeing through the city? Oh yeah, I mean, the South by first year was such a mess for me and my staff because there's so many people, and you know, it kind of feels like New York, and we're not used to that, you know, living in Austin, and sure. I would just park uh, at, at you know, and next to the bars and operate till like four in the morning. And wow. yeah, I mean, th that's type of, you know, operations that we had was uh, because of my lack of my experiences, I had to go shopping, come back, marinate the meat, you know, make kimchi and, uh, and go back out there again. But I was in downtown and the great thing about our business is that if one place doesn't work, we'll drive to the next, you know, spot. Yeah. And, that's how we were able to be mobile and uh, be accessible for people um, and really serve the crowd. Wherever the crowd was, like we were there. Right. And that was so benefit to our business. So when was the point? When was the point that because because because, uh, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, uh, you, you did get funding on Shark Tank, but it didn't take to your third time. Which uh, I've had, I've had people here that was involved so in a Shark Tank process, whether they was on a show, they didn't get funded, or whether um, they were the business advisors to some of these startups that helped them get funded on on Shark Tank. But at what point, at what point did you actually do your first Shark Tank experiences? Uh, you know, what what was the window between the start of your business and uh, your first Shark Tank appearance? Yeah, so. After starting a food truck, we knew that we had a chance of getting on, on the Shark Tank. So it was about four years ago that I started applying for a Shark Tank. I see. Uh, the reason I wanted to be, you know, on the show was because, you know, these investors are very influential. Mm -hmm. uh, not only publicly, but you know, you know, privately, they have a lot of connections. So knowing that. Uh, Knowing that, like, I knew that they would bring value to our company. So, uh, you know, I, I kept trying. And year after year, one year that I tried, I had a few trucks. And then the following year that I've tried again, I had, like, five foot trucks. So I, I thought, man, I'm in a better place. And sharks are going to really see this and see my growth. Uh, that, that They see that I never gave up and I kept growing organically and uh, they're going to put us on the show, but, you know, they didn't, obviously. And, you know, third time this year when I tried out for the show, they were so impressed that I was able to grow my business from a food truck to having multiple restaurants organically. And, and they knew that, hey, like, this is a better story that you've ever had before, and we really want you on the show. Uh, so, you know, for me... Uh, it was for me it was like meant to be because i never gave up mm -hmm. and i kept trying out for the show because 
each each time I tried, I told them like I have a better story than the year before. Mm-hmm. I, I kept growing without any any you know you know outside investment, mm-hmm. and and like I'm here today. Like look at us. Like we we could tell you the better story and. And you know, finally, <laughs> finally, after third time, they're like, "All right, Jay, we want you to come to LA." <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's great. And, and there's a very strong lesson, and that is, failure is when you give up. The reason why you have been successful and and and, and, and having so much success to this point, Jay, because you didn't give up. You know, you've been persistent, right. you've been relentless, and you was uh, determined uh, to reach your finish line. And right. I, I like to I like to tell people, you know, sometimes people say, oh, man, it's just, this, this is not working. You know, I mean, I should do something else. And, you know, really, I ask, you know, really, I think it's important for a person to gauge their passion. If they're really passionate right. behind uh, this pursuit that they want to achieve, then, uh, again, failure is when a person uh, gives up want to follow you or get in touch with you Jay how would they do that uh, our email is open our social media is is available uh, we have Facebook Chilantro BBQ we have Twitter Chilantro BBQ Instagram at Chilantro uh, email address team T-E-A-M at Chilantro BBQ.com uh, you know, I see almost all the emails that come through with my staff and make sure they respond to everybody uh, because one of the things that when I was younger, when I was reaching out to uh, entrepreneurs that I, I was reading about, I reached out to them, you know, some, many don't respond, but some responded and I really appreciated that. Um, my, my best uh, to respond to all the entrepreneurs who wants to uh, you know, be at a next level. So I'm I'm happy to connect with them. For sure, I love that, and you're definitely an inspiration, Jay. Thanks for being our guest, Callan. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it this time. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs, best-selling author and career strategist, as seen at Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on an email list. You're missing out. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.